0: Alrighty, folks, it is still September and uh, we got a, a exciting new strategy document from the Department of Defense. Always an exciting day whenever there's a new strategy document released by the federal government. Am I right? Uh, but all jokes aside, this one actually is quite interesting because as we have talked about many, many times on the show before... As we get closer and closer to the end of CMMC rulemaking, DOD gets quieter and quieter. And that causes people to think maybe CMMC is not happening or maybe things are afoot or things like that. And so you have to turn to these boring, dusty, obscure strategy documents, congressional testimony to hear what DOD is saying to other people who are listening rather than maybe directly to industry. So we're going to dive into the 2023 DOD cybersecurity strategy because there's a couple of tidbits in there that I think people will find very interesting specifically related to CMMC and how it's evolving.
1: So during our current reign as Tag Team Champions, Jacob, the first time that I saw you dance like a little kid in a candy store was with the release of the quote unquote Natty Stratty, right? Yes. And so now what we are going to do is see how much how excited you get over the candy now because this is the DOD's direction right for the next yeah that's strategy. right yeah
0: yeah exactly so you know it's important to maybe think about well so first of all we're going to link to this uh 2023 DOD cyber strategy i would encourage everyone to read it uh it top to bottom covers included it's only 24 pages long uh there's a lot of really interesting information in there about DOD describing the threat from China, the threat from Russia, the threat from North Korea and Iran as cyber actors, information from transnational criminal organizations and organized cyber crime. Uh, from a high level threat discussion uh, perspective, uh, the front of the uh, strategy document is uh, is a good read. It's a quick read to get a, a, an understanding of what's going on. Um, however, in context of where this document falls, they also do a pretty good job of explaining that Uh, at the sort of top of the heap, you have the 2022 National Defense Strategy, sort of the pinnacle document that's going to define the uh, strategic approach uh, from the entire Department of Defense. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then in tandem with that, you also have the National Cybersecurity Strategy, which is sort of the government's overarching approach to cybersecurity. Uh, You know, we've had uh, previous episodes where we went into, into depth about uh, what that is, how it works, the implementation plan that came out afterwards, so on and so forth. So the DoD cyber strategy sort of uh exists one rung below those in terms of implementation uh and and direction for a specific agency, right? So below the national defense strategy, below the uh national cybersecurity strategy, you have the DoD Cybersecurity Strategy as their um approach in this specific domain of war and defense. Okay, so, you know, they say in this document that the cyber strategy, according to their words, the cyber strategy establishes how the DoD will implement the four priorities of the 2022 National Defense Strategy, exactly what Mm -hmm. we talked about. And so, uh, the first priority of the National Defense Strategy, so there's only four, right? So the first priority is defend the homeland paced to the growing multi-domain threat posed by the People's Republic of China. And so... Uh, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna sort of uh, follow the bouncing ball from the priorities of the national defense strategy until DOD gets to t- talking specifically about CMMC. And this sort of is the same pattern that we talk about all the time, where the further and further you pull the camera back from the minutia of the CMMC program and 80171 assessment objectives and individual companies, the more it makes sense of where the CMMC program fits in a strategic perspective at a high level. It can be Mm. easy to sort of lose perspective on how of the role that CMMC plays as one small piece of a overall strategy. And I think this document does a pretty good job of, of, of threading the needle. So According to the National Defense Strategy, the first priority is defend the homeland. Pretty, pretty straightforward. But uh, in order to support that priority of defending the homeland, the cyber strategy outlines four approaches. Uh, they are generate insights about cyber threats in this sort of public-private information sharing fusion effort. Uh, disrupt and degrade malicious cyber actors. Sometimes you will have heard about this in the news in terms of Cybercom doing their hunt forward operations, disrupting ransomware efforts and things like that. They're having lots of success on that front. Uh, The third one is enable defense of US critical infrastructure, which is an interesting section to read. But the one that we wanted to highlight today is the fourth one, protect the defense industrial base. So under the first priority of the national defense strategy, there are four things. And one of them is protect the DIB. So we're already making a clear connection to some pretty lofty strategic efforts of the DoD by mentioning the DIB specifically. And you know, the reason why I mentioned that some of the uh, sections on the threat assessment from China and Russia are so interesting is that, I mean, they must use the word espionage in this document a dozen times over 24 pages. I mean, they're constantly talking about the espionage efforts from Russia and China, specifically espionage within the dib in order to undermine the us strategic advantage militarily right so this is you know same story we've heard but it's nice to see it connected like this okay so underneath that first priority of the national defense strategy defend the homeland underneath that fourth prong protect the defense industrial base there's another four-pronged approach right so we're like going down and down and down further and mm-hmm. further into the details so under protect the defense industrial base they say They're going to leverage public-private partnerships. Uh, People have heard me rant before about public-private partnerships as sort of a catchphrase that the government uses. Um, You know, there are mixed results over the last few decades about how effective a public-private partnership really is in terms of moving the needle on cybersecurity. It's never going to be something that they abandon completely. And, you know, it's always going to be in there. Uh, One of the other things that they mentioned is invest in rapid information sharing and analysis, which we talked about a little bit earlier, obviously something that the government is very interested in. The third one is developing a comprehensive approach for the identification, protection, response, and recovery of critical dib elements. And then the fourth one is align incentives with DOD cybersecurity requirements. So we went from protect the homeland in the national defense strategy, protect the Dib as part of protecting the homeland, align incentives with cybersecurity requirements, right? One, two, three, bam, we're at CMMC. And the excerpt that jumped out to me was, toward this end, the DoD will continue implementation of the cybersecurity maturity model certification program, which requires companies to certify compliance With information security standards in order to receive certain priority contracts. In the DOD's cybersecurity strategy, as the document that they outline for upholding the priorities of the national defense strategy, which in defense circles is a big deal, they say we are going to continue with the CMMC program. Now, I know a lot of people who've been around the CMMC space for a while are used to the the Halcyon days circa 2019, 2020, where you couldn't go online without one of 57 webinars a day and DOD officials sort of getting in everybody's face being like, CMMC is a thing, we're doing CMMC, you better comply with CMMC, here comes CMMC, right? We've gone through this long, weird, journey through rulemaking and reviews and bureaucracy and so on and so forth. And we don't really hear DOD getting out in front of everybody and finger wagging and pumping up the crowd and just doing all the stuff they used to do. Instead, those comments and those connections are buried in documents like this. So Mm -hmm. I know that the national defense strategy, and this is, cybersecurity strategy document can feel very far removed from the average bear in the D.I.B., but it is very closely connected to go national defense strategy, protect the homeland, uh, from there, protect the D.I.B., from there, cybersecurity requirements, from there, CMMC. I mean, it is a clear cut line to the top of the heap in terms of defense priorities. This is why CMMC rulemaking was something that DoD wanted to go on, go into, the, the logical connection from the DOD's perspective is very clear in this document. And I think everybody should read it. There's some
1: things that when you look at this strategy, Jacob, that to me, it stands out that these things are already in place. So they're already working to initiate this strategy, right? You talked about things like gaining insights about cyber threats and sharing that and offering services and, and promoting collaboration, um, yeah. allied partnerships and, and things of that nature. And that's what you see. And one of the excerpts, within um, the defense strategy was about DIB cybersecurity and how the defense industrial base should expect to you know, help fulfill their strength in numbers, right? And it's uh, it's easier for you to win the war when all the numbers are working towards the same goal and half the numbers are oblivious to the fact that there's bullets flying through the air, right? Yeah. And so um, they, they recommend the DIB-CS program. And so in efforts to be as positive as possible, um, I am actually going to point out some things because I've found some value within some DIPCS programs that immediately stuck out to me as yeah. ways that the the D- D- Department of Defense is contributing not only to making sure that the DOD stuff's safe, but not it, the defense industrial base is safe in itself. And that's things like in, in Dark Cubed, right? Like what is Dark Cube about? It's about threat intelligence analyzing. Um, the way that uh, the, the TTPs of adversaries, the way that adversaries move, and then alerting and creating updated alerting and providing that service for DIB companies, right? Yeah, the threat intelligence and sharing community. These are all things right there that automatically are in play, that, uh, that are already in place or that are expanding, that are going to contribute to the DoD's focus for the strategy.
0: Yeah, we you know we've talked about this before, as far as the dib cs program goes there's a huge huge gap between mm-hmm. uh the resources that dod makes available to take a company from 0 to 171 and then the ability for those companies to be able to take advantage of stuff like information sharing getting ttps from the government taking advantage of threat intelligence information that might be sent to them in order to the 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 justifiable and understandable goal of all of this is for the, the loop between the government and industry of sharing information and incident information to be as short as possible, right? You want industry to detect suspicious behavior report that information detect an incident report that information as fast as possible and then you want the resources of the government to take that information in as well as other threat intel information in and then share it with industry and around and around we go right but in order to reach that level of maturity if you will A lot of basic precursor stuff has to be in place. For instance, if you have no visibility into your environment because logging is not turned on and nothing is being monitored whatsoever, you may never detect an incident. And if someone else detects an incident or somehow you realize that something's going on, there's no ability for you to understand what happened after the fact. Absolutely, You don't have a sufficiently granular control environment that's actively being maintained and uh, you know, getting care and feeding and being uh, run and managed properly, it doesn't matter how good the threat until information is. That what about vulnerability
1: things. management? We just right.
0: talked about it. Yeah. It why, why do you think yeah. they want
1: you to report vulnerabilities? Because right. they want to go through, they want this collaboration. They want more people contributing to the pile of stuff for them right. to go through.
0: Right. And so, so as a result, right, like we talked about in the episode about the vulnerability management legislation from Nancy Mace, Uh, that puts a ton of pressure to make sure that companies are implementing those precursor requirements. And that's what CMMC is trying to do. And so as a result, it doesn't matter if it's the DoD's cyber strategy, or if it's a larger federal government strategy of information and threat intel sharing and reporting, right, you end up back in that same sort of situation. You know, one of the other things that the cyber strategy talks about, and you're hearing this more and more as the uh, as the saber rattling grows louder between the US and China is the importance of the joint force, right? The importance of an allied force, the importance of, um, of the effectiveness of the joint force rather than just the US in this sure. uh, growing conflict with China. And the cybersecurity strategy follows that same pattern. And they talk about the importance of assisting allies with cybersecurity Looping allies into cybersecurity. Uh, Same sort of patterns of rhetoric that we've heard in other sort of conventional uh, warfare domains in terms of working with the allies. But I bring that up because recently there was a follow up on a story that we had several months ago about CMMC as a program in. Canada, right? And so the joint force emphasis on the uh, inside the DoD cyber strategy lines up directly with a recent press release from the Canadian government that the Canadian program for cybersecurity certification, CPCSC, is only once, yeah, yeah, that was a difficult acronym, uh, the, in the first episode. But the CPCSC, Canadian Program for Cybersecurity Certification, is the Timmy Hortons of CMMC. It is the Canadian Ooh. CMMC, right? I mean, it what Timmy Hortons is great. What are you talking about? I, I don't think every Canadian that I know doesn't like Timmy Hortons. What, really? Yeah, please don't. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm in everything north of of uh, Santa Barbara is basically Canada to me because I'm so far down. I thought thought Timmy Hortons was like a, I thought it was an institution. I thought this was, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, you
1: just played hockey and drank Timmy Hortons, but I guess I I I don't know.
0: Canadian listeners, let us know in the comments if I have this incorrect, what is the proper metaphor here for comparing uh, CMMC in Canada to CMMC in the United States? Anyways, this program is up and running, right? We heard rumblings about it a few months ago. Uh, We've heard rumblings about it from the DOD in terms of their unilateral agreements with allied countries across uh, these basic cybersecurity standards and how they're going to assess and verify that they're implemented. And Mm -hmm. so the press release from the government of Canada says the CPCSC is uh, designed to safeguard the government of Canada's unclassified contractual information held on defense suppliers, networks, systems and applications against cyber threats and to reinforce the goals of Canada's National Cybersecurity Action Plan and National Cybersecurity Strategy." Wow, sounds very similar to the assortment of cybersecurity strategy documents that we have in the United States with the sort of uh, interface being this connection to CMMC. So this press release goes on to say that the CPCSC is also designed to, this is really gonna get people going, reduce industry burden by seeking mutual recognition with the united states under the u.s Cybersecurity maturity model certification program that sounds like reciprocity to me so apparently the cpcsc uh concept here is that if you have the cpcsc certification as a canadian defense supplier that it would be somehow reciprocal with cmmc we'll have to wait to see how that plays out, but they have a couple of bullets underneath there that sort of explain, I think, where they're going with this. So they say that the goal is to streamline and facilitate certification under a single regime, enabling Canadian suppliers to do business in Canada and the U.S., uh, and the CPCSC will be modeled after well-established standards developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, hmm. NIST. So the I wonder CPC, what pick. I wonder what standard of controls they're going to align their assessment program to, to be able to have reciprocity with the government's program that assesses 80171. Gee, so, I wonder what it might be. I mean, NIST has the CUI
1: series, but they don't have the UCI series. So totally throws it off there. Probably completely different. I think I've got the metaphor down too. It's okay. the CFL and the NFL, right? So ah, CMMC okay. is the NFL.
0: Who won the great? CP-
1: I don't. I couldn't tell you. The Argonauts. They always win. Okay. CPCSC. Right. I, I really need to brush up on my Canadian knowledge. Well, we CPC- apparently we
0: all do now because you know they're the first ones to make the jump here. So CMMC has
1: CUI. CPCSC has UCI. Psh, one letter <laughs> off. The yeah, NFL was- has goal goalposts in the back of the end zone. The CFL has goalpost in the front of the end zone. And according to this. If you play in the CFL, you can also play in the NFL, right? Oh, that the Warren, wasn't Warren
0: Moon a CFL player?
1: Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Kurt I think, Warner, I mean, definitely. One I of know the he great groceries. One of the
0: greats. So one of the other interesting details about the CPCSC is that the uh, Canadian government budget 2023 commits $25 million over three years to establish a Canadian cybersecurity certification and public services and procurement Canada... Long acronym in partnership with a bunch of other federal agencies. So money, long, right? Long money. acronym. They long acronyms and other. I'm not. I'm not up to speed on my on my Canadian government agency names, uh, but the point is money, right? They are committing right. money over years to the program to facilitate and reduce the burden for companies to be able to do business um, between the U.S. and Canada. So this lines up directly with the DoD cybersecurity strategy and what we've been hearing rumblings of for quite a while now, that the DoD is going to facilitate agreements with allies and partners across making sure that the cybersecurity standards are fully implemented. And I would guarantee you that we are going to hear about the same thing with Australia, especially because of this AUKUS nuclear sub program that's standing up. We're gonna hear the same thing from the Brits, possibly hear the same thing with like the israelis and the kiwis and everybody who's sort of on the team here is almost certainly going to have something very similar to what the canadians are talking about because it's exactly what's lined up in the cybersecurity strategy which is exactly what is in line with the national defense strategy which is primarily oriented to helping with the fight uh the growing fight possible fight with china right So uh, I thought this was just very interesting because this is an obscure document that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't otherwise read, Mm -hmm. but it is relatively straightforward when you read it to see the connection from these big geopolitical things that you hear about down to something very specific like the CMMC program, right? You got to be able to see the whole picture here.
1: And and it's definitely a part of the picture. It's a very small part of the picture and a piece of the puzzle, right? We talk about the pieces of the puzzle all the time. And, And so what, what's very reassuring to hear is that now it is officially a part of the strategy. It's in documentation and they are moving forward and it is not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll link to that strategy down below. Uh, We'll also link to the press release from the Canadian government. I mean, talk about being part of the larger picture. Uh, CS2 is coming up and there's going to be a huge emphasis across multiple sessions on the world of ITAR, EAR export controlled information and how it relates to CUI, are they the same thing? Are they different? What the heck is going on? There are multiple, multiple sessions uh, of people uh, from law firms, consulting firms, people who have worked at defense contractors who have seen successes and some pretty unsuccessful attempts at figuring out uh, what the answer to those questions are. So it is, as of the time of this episode, I mean, it's right around the corner. So uh, like we've had in the last few episodes, There is a discount code in the description below for podcast listeners. Uh, Use that description below to register in-person virtual. Come check out the one-year anniversary of the Summit Up podcast live on stage and, uh, and get a bunch of great information about ITAR and what's going on so you can see the bigger picture. Yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be exciting. Definitely. All right. See you guys. See you next week.